when I started like working in video game, I wanted people to be able to dream the way I dreamt when I uh, played this game. Like you, you feel like in in a trance. You're like like dreaming all of these universes, and that's one of my big goals as an artist. I would like to work on a game that will make people dream the way I dreamt when I was a kid. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. You can probably imagine that creating a video game with a bunch of characters with high level of stylization is a lot of work, but how much work it really is? How many people are involved and how long does it take to make each character from sculpting to texturing? That's why I'm bringing Ugo Senna, a lead character artist from Rogue Factor in Montreal and one of the people that worked on Necromunda game that was released in the end of last year. We'll go into details about Ugo's work and his life and I would really like you to meet Ugo. He's not only an amazing artist but also a really cool human to talk to. Please meet Ugo. Okay, hi everyone. Hey. Hi Ugo, thanks for hi. tuning in. And hi everyone who's listening to us live or watching or whatever you guys doing like on the background. So um, my name is Maria JD. I'm gonna be the first one introducing myself. And uh, this is actually the first time we're doing Art Heroes <laughs> podcast live. So, you know, like uh, it's better, it better be good. Ugo, yeah, I'm glad no to be pressure. a guinea pig. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Thanks for uh, testing, you know, like together with That's us. That's fine. Yeah, of course. So um, basically, you know, like the way would, I would always get this going is just, you know, like, can you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Because I know you because you're one of our best students. You're really doing great. <laughs> and I know that I really like your work and you. uh, your characters, both professional and personal. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, my name is Hugo. I'm a lead character artist at Rock Factor in Montreal. Um, and I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, okay, well, that's a great start. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you, uh, if you want me like to talk a bit about uh, where I come from. Because that's really funny. Actually, that's a funny story. Um, sure, go ahead. Yeah, that's the, actually, <laughs> the funny stories are the best stories. Yeah, so yeah, you know, I've uh, I have a lot of uh, <laughs> I have a lot of <laughs> friends, and uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of artists. Are like, oh uh, yeah, I knew I, I wanted to do art like in the very beginning, like when I was five, I started drawing and everything. And for me, that's actually not at all true. Uh, I wanted to be like an astrophysicist for the longest time, until I was like fifteen or sixteen. And uh, I, I had a bit of a, a difference of opinion with my teachers when I was in high school. Um, and uh, I turned, turned away from all the mathematics and physics and everything. And I, I, I wanted to be like um, a video game journalist, a video game tester. And I was like, yeah, you can uh, earn a living like uh, testing video games. So that's great. And at one point, uh, one of my friends were like playing um, role-playing games and he was always drawing our characters. And I was like, oh, I would like to know how to draw characters because it's amazing. So I started doodling on my own. And then at one point, I had a friend, he was like, oh, I'm going to study video game. I'm going to work in video game. And I'm like, what? You can work in video game? It's amazing. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, so what do I need to do to work in video game? At that, at that point, I was like 16, 16, 17. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. So I worked, I finished my school, worked a bit uh, to pay my uh, my studies, and then one uh, went on uh, studying video games. So like, wow. I finished my degree. I was like, 2023 maybe something like this. So yeah, I started really really late, but uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> so wait, you're saying 23, and that's really really late? Yeah, for starting, yeah. Well. I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, a lot of people are like, yeah, the art is always uh, has always been my life, and it's been my life, yeah. But since like, one since I'm twenty years old, so I think it's like late compared to someone that has been drawing all his life. Just right. one thing. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. 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 So, what was your first job then? Uh, my first job, I, I had an internship at uh, Kiloton uh, back in the day, just for my studies. Uh, I was doing environment uh, 
and uh, yeah, optimization. So uh, that was fun. But um, I, I, by the end of my internship, the project was ramping down, so they had to let me go. Uh, after that, I was uh, I found a job in a in an indie company that did a small game called Exodus. It was really fun. Uh, I was there was a lot of stuff to do because we are we were like four, so we had okay. to basically do everything. So I did some characters, environment, backgrounds, uh, tra translation. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and uh, on the side, because it was a very small studio, I was teaching texturing. To some uh, to some students, uh, and yeah, and then the game came out, uh, did not perform as expected. <laughs> so uh, That's yeah, okay. I, moved, I moved to Lyon in France, and I started like teaching Maya and uh, um, visual techniques uh, about uh, storytelling through an image and everything. And then I found my job in Canada. I was freelance for two years for them. And then I went back to Mo I came to Montreal uh, four years ago. And right, right. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of like location copying and everything. Yeah. And I, yeah, I also know you know like uh, just uh, just from following you and uh, and your art that uh, you jump from like one tool to another, so yeah. you like experiment a lot. So uh, can you give me a little bit of an overview? What's, you know, what's your favorites or, and non-favorites and stuff like that? that that's actually a very difficult question because every time like people, you know, that's well known that if you want to work somewhere, you like try to do the style of the company you want to work with, work mm -hmm. for. And I'm, I have a, a really hard time doing that. I'm most like, I like all type of characters. I like making like cartoony, I like pixels, I like, like anime characters, I like, uh, uh, likenesses, and I'm like, it's it really depends on what I'm curious about at one point. So like, I have a character like I did that's completely like uh, anime look, and uh, it was really at one point I was like, how do they do it? I want to to know how to do it. I want to be able to do it. I'm gonna do it, and then I did it. <laughs> then I tried, and I was like, okay, now I want to get better at likeness. And I was like, oh yeah, Marlon is doing like his likeness group. His likeness group. Finally, I'm gonna go in the likeness group because I want to to be able to do that. And I think that's that's both a good thing and a bad thing because I have a really hard time like finding exactly the type of characters I want to do like for my personal projects and everything. So yeah, I do a bit of of everything. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so, what do you think about this whole like Blender versus ZBrush debate? Uh, that's very, that's interesting because uh, my coworker he was like mainly doing everything in Blender while I was mostly um, uh, using uh, ZBrush and Maya, and uh, I slowly transitioned and uh, uh, like from Maya to Blender, but I'm still using ZBrush. Uh, there's a lot of good thing about Blender. Uh, there's a lot of thing that Blender won't be, for now, won't be able to do in terms of how much, how much it can take. I think like yeah. for all the power works and like what we're doing, like for likenesses, uh, like 28 million poly minimum, yeah. uh, uh, Blender won't be able to handle that much, or it will be really laggy. So I think like at the end of the day, they're all just tools. So it's yeah, right. whatever you want. So the, yeah. the great thing about Blender is that you can still sculpt, you can still do a lot of things. You can uh, you can uh, rig, you can uh, you can texture in it, and it's free, and that's a big uh, drawing for a lot of people. Yeah. And ZBrush, ZBrush is not that expensive, and you can do like a lot of stuff too. So it it's tool. Just try them both and choose whatever you you prefer. I actually forgot that you know like. Um... I re really wanted to introduce you a little bit with uh, what you do. So let me just pop the, you know, sure. your art station real quick. And maybe you can tell me a little bit about what's your favorite character from, from all of them. And then we'll jump into the, yeah, maybe a little bit of background of Necromunda. So yeah. which one do you want me to show? Uh, well, my favorite character is like, if you go like a bit lower, it's, it's called Sun. That's the lady like with the, uh, the mechanical arms. Uh, okay, even the, lower? Right. On the yeah. right, like, next to the old dude. No, the... Uh, 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 next to the old dude. Okay, okay, okay. On the right. The, uh, from yeah, the this dude. one. Uh, Sun 2? 
Yeah, Sun 2 and Sun 1 is just... Uh -huh, okay. I think that's uh, my most memorable for now piece of work for the, like a ton of reason. That was a workshop I took with Sejans like uh, four or five years ago. And it, it really gave me like the, uh, the, the confidence that I could do it. That I was like, that I was a good character artist and uh, uh -huh. that it just like, what I needed was just time and not stress out about everything. It was very funny because I did it also like, uh, my wife, my wife was pregnant and I had a day job. So I was like having like 72, 75, 80 hours weeks. Cause I was oh doing gosh. like uh, my day job and like 30 hours on the side just for the character. And uh, yeah, it, it was hard, but it was like a super great experience. I won't do it again. I don't think I can do it again, but yeah. Um, yeah, basically every time like uh, I feel like feel a bit down, I'm looking at this piece and I'm like, yeah, uh, I really jumped, like leveled up from what I did before, and this piece. I can piece, see that. I can and, see that. And that's always different. like a real confidence boost. Like every time I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, still can do it. <laughs> yeah. No, of course, of course. And at the time when you did Sun, like, uh, were you already working uh, yeah. in Montreal? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was working in Montreal. I was working on a. Uh, again, called Mordheim City of the Damned, and uh, I was doing like some DLC work for it, so it was kind of hard because I, I really like to juggle like one job and a half at the same time, yeah. but in the right. end, it, it worked all for the better, yeah. And so, like, then there is like there is a ton of characters from Necromunda, yes. right? So, okay, like, I'm I'm gonna uh, stop sharing, and uh, <laughs> I'm really gonna dive deeper into the uh, Necromunda stuff because yeah. it's like just very interesting, like how long it took you and how many people were working on the game, like together with you, like you know how much of you is there as well like just um, talk to me a little bit about game art cool yeah uh so for uh, for the game so we had concept artists and uh regarding characters uh we had like concept artists uh us on the character team and the animation team and it was like a juggle between all of us uh usually we get like the concept from a concept team and analyze it okay so what's gonna work what can't work what we need to redo and everything and then usually we just jump straight in like ZBrush, go ahead and do uh, all of the equipments and everything, all the clothing. And then we send it back to concept. So does that work for you? Is it good enough? Is it like the vision you had in mind? Uh, when it was okay with them, like we were starting on the low poly and everything, UVs and then texturing. And at the end of the texturing, we'll send it back again to, uh, to a um, concept art so like it fit their vision like there obviously there was some changing be between the uh the concept and the 3d model just for the fact that 2d doesn't translate like perfectly into 3d but we tried to match the most closely what they had done as design especially since it was it's a it's warmer franchise so they are very uh they, we need to stay like close as close to the design as possible Right. Yeah. So how how many characters are there in total in the game? Uh, that's difficult to say because um, we worked in batch of characters, but you, uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, pieces of equipment. So uh -huh. there's like hundreds of pieces of oh equipment that you can change. Uh, so yeah. So is it like max, mix and match, customizable? Like yes. how does it? Yeah. So oh, you okay. are, you can change like um, uh, let's say haircuts. You can change like beads. You can change. Uh, Armors, you can change shirt, belt, boots, pants, uh, equipments on the thighs, equipments on the forearms, equipments on the arms, uh, right. equipments on the back. And then you, <sighs> there's like several versions of all these equipments and you can mix and match, mix and match all you want. And then you can put whatever color you want because we have like, you can choose like between uh, four spaces of colors. Uh, let's say uh, there's four like, place where the color change and you can put whichever color you want. Right, right, so right. So basically, if you really wanted, you could have created a separate, like, uh, I don't know, like 1000 piece art station account for this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the thing is, we wanted to stay true to what, what uh, Games Workshop does, like you can mix and match the character to, to build your own army. 
And that's okay. we try to replicate it like in 3D in a game, like you you hire a character and then you 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 do them however you want them to look at look like. So that's okay. What I did was like piece a bit of everything I did, so it's still different. But at the end of the day, like it amounted to a lot of character. All right. So basically, there were let's say several masterpieces, like, and from there it goes like dissected to a, a variety of characters. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. is it is it like how it like kind of a uh, works? Like uh, basically, well, uh, there's like I don't know, like one strong dude and uh, one sexy girl. <laughs> no, uh, we had like a base person and then uh, we did all the thing on the base person and then we uh we just like switched up to uh to fit like maybe a bulky person or a skinny person we all did like with a blend shape in maya so yeah, it ah, works okay well. this is so cool i mean like i really like the aesthetics and uh you know it's just like all the colors and uh you know just like uh, i think texturing is also pretty cool so yeah, did you do texturing as well yeah, for all most of the characters, I did the texturing. Like for, I think for this gang, uh, the the big dude that called the Goliath and the uh, the Orlocks, uh, the modeling and locally was done uh, by Chaos Mason. Uh, I got to drop them because they did an amazing work with them uh, with us. And then uh, for the last uh, two games, so this is the Goliath, in. right? Yeah, so I was responsible. Like you know. For uh, most of the texturing, like, uh, no, for all the texturing except the skin, uh, I did the tattoos, I did like the additional equipment, like uh, air cuts and everything for them, and uh, carrier elements, which are um, for this guy, it's not shown on this uh, screen, but the, some have backpacks, some have uh, eye patches. So, yeah. Uh -huh. And for wow. the last gang, uh, that's uh, like the four, the. Uh, the top one, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, we did everything. And there's uh, another batch that I haven't posted yet, but I didn't have okay. time. But just the, that's a ton of characters. And we were only, we were two to uh, to do like all of this work. Ooh, uh, we oh did a God. lot of texturing two. for, yeah. <laughs> we did a lot of texturing for weapons too. We did some props. Uh, yeah, was, um, the company was like mid small. We were like uh, 30, 35. So everyone had to pitch in like, Okay, that's not my job, but we need to do it because yeah, everybody's in the same boat. So yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. So uh, remind me again, like what was like the lifespan of the whole project? Uh, I think it was uh, around a bit more than three years. Jesus, so, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, a that was, long time. That that is a long time because <laughs> I don't have much game as a. I worked on, but most of the game I worked on was fully worked on. So it's it's yeah, it's uh it's a marathon. Yeah, definitely. They definitely. for a long time. Uh, yeah, it's a bit like. So, yeah, yeah, go sorry. ahead. <laughs> no, I was actually going to pull the question from somebody from the audience. How long uh, would I would it take? I think to make one finished character for this project. Um, basically, uh, we were around uh, seven weeks. Uh, for a character, uh, okay. a month, a month to a month and a half, like five days and eight hours a day. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's okay. what it took uh, from uh, ZBrush to finished. Mm -hmm. And also, like I think that's a follow up. Retopo and UVs. We did everything. So yeah, we did everything. I poly, Retopo, UVs, baking, texturing, and importing into the engine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, that was, yeah. that was really intensive. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, we didn't have any time to uh, second guess our decision. So that's where we, that's the part where we needed to have a lot of work done when we were looking at concepts and figure out what would work and what would not work. So that when we started actually making a character, there was no second guessing because any second guessing would just delay the whole character. By like days Wait. yeah yeah no of course of course so um like uh ugo you are the lead artist right if i'm not mistaken lead character in the, artist, yes yeah lead character artist so um do you actually like so you do work as an like as an uh, artist like as a character artist yourself and at yeah. the same time you're leading the team yes um, so talk to me about that because I think this yeah, is uh, um, very interesting because when you're leading a project, 
that you know is like a three-year project what's your biggest wish for the artists that work with you <laughs> um the way so I, like, please don't be assholes or what is it? well i think that's that's one a really important like thing like uh, uh the way we worked with my previous uh artist we were like the uh two the dragon because i have the absolute utmost trust in him I would just give him his task and I knew he could do like a great job and I had nothing to do. Um, the way I, I see it is like for me, especially right now, like communication and it's like 50% of what I'm looking for. I, I need someone like I can communicate with. I need someone like I can joke with because we are going to be stuck together for eight hours a day for three years. That's more time than I spend with my kids. And I need, <laughs> obviously, you need, when you realize it, you're like, Damn! To find someone I can like be comfortable with, and it's fine if you don't find somebody like this, and it's fine like maybe you you can't work at a at a place because like you don't get along with your colleagues. That's fine because that's that's a big part of what you do is communicating and getting along. That's how like everything goes smoothly. As part of me leading a team, right now we are we are we are a small team, so we are we are two character artists, maybe three, hopefully, and uh, so I'm very much into production. Like maybe it's 80 percent production, twenty percent management, and uh, usually what I try to do is have the most things to give to my artists, so I I know I can keep them busy. Uh, great thing is like we give a lot of ownership to our artists so like I I'm not giving like piece of a character to do I'm giving a whole character to do I'm like okay you're gonna do this character and this guy is gonna do this character so that at the end of the day like as a character artist like it's really empowering to to do the whole character so I think like what I'm trying to do is give the most like control about everything about to the artist Right. And then I'm I'm there for controlling fall damage. Like, okay, I'm gonna do paint over, sculpt overs, like okay, if you know this is not really working or this is not what we are mostly looking for. And I try to, to keep everything in a single time frame. So usually I'm I don't like like to time the artist, but I need to know how much work how much time they take to make a character so I can adjust everything and give them tips to maybe uh, give them a bit more speed on X task or Y task. And uh, yeah, that's a do it. I'm always trying to be like several months ahead, like uh, in my head. So I know like maybe in two months, I know what I want for my artist. So I can act, ask it to my art director or to a creative director. Mm -hmm. Okay, we will need that in two months because that's how long uh, the tasks that we have right now um, are taking. But yeah. that, way, that way I know and everybody know that they still have a bit of time to prepare the work, but we need it. Because if they don't give it, then we have nothing to do and it, it stops production for us. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like building on top of that, actually, um, like I've got one question and then there is one question from the audience that is yeah. uh, very like much related. So um, having said that, do you uh, typically expect artists or do you would you like uh, artists to know full workflow from sculpting to texturing as like kind of a and navigate all these different tools or like you know i, I would say like even the, my real question is how much of this do you think can be learned on the job and what are the essentials so uh, like it really it depends on like, yeah. uh, on the artist i'm looking for like if i'm looking for a senior artist i expect them to to know the full workflow and to be able to do everything and for to starting from the concept like yeah, replicate the concept as to, soon as like from to 2D get my in, to, yeah to get my inputs and uh, like maybe like change everything but any uh, uh, a bit of things but at the end of the day they should be able to do everything and i think us as character artists it's great to be to know the whole pipeline like we i know we need to be specialized and everything but i need we need also to to uh, to know everything there is to do about the character and more now than ever there's a lot of artists that are absolute beasts in zbrush but at the the rest the rest of the steps is not like as developed and uh as game 
game engine progress is there's a lot of stuff that we actually do in texturing, like for all the power works and everything is just like tiling textures. So we have to know like when you stop sculpting and when you start texturing, like for the, um, for example, for in, anything that's like uh, stitches and everything, I could do it in ZBrush and it would look great in ZBrush. But I know that maybe there's going to be like some issue at the baking or the baking will take me like a much longer time because I need them to be perfect in the bake. So what would, what I would usually do is like do all the stitching uh, in Substance Painter. So I know like, okay, that's already on the textures and everything and that there's less uh, going back yeah, and more just like going forward. And so, yeah, a lot of, for example, like um, even like uh, clothing details can be done in, in texturing. Like even yeah. some type of fold. So we separate like, yeah, main fold are done in ZBrush, like secondary folds are done in ZBrush, but everything that like memory folds can be maybe done in a substance. But that, that really depends on the project. That really depends right. on your budget and everything. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, the main takeaway that I'm hearing from you is like, even if you're a beast in ZBrush, that doesn't guarantee anything. So you basically yeah. still have to know like how the whole process well, works. That depends on the, on the company you're working for, because some companies are only lo looking for like ZBrush artists. Okay. So yeah, so really depends for me. Like we are working on a, we are in a double A company, not triple A company. So obviously we are, we need to do everything. And when I'm looking for an artist, I want an artist that's that's able to know everything because maybe he's going to jump and do some texturing at some point, or maybe he's going to jump and do some shaders, or maybe he's going to do some some uh, some sculpting. But at the end of the day, we character artists, and what we like is doing a whole character. Yeah, absolutely. I hear this a lot, actually. Like recently, I think that's like what I hear a lot, that this versatility is very important and mm -hmm. uh, that it's just like you never know where the studio will need you or what's the project going to be like. So even if you don't know something right now, at least like you've got the basics to yeah. dig deeper yeah. from. So kind of something to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like... Uh, to answer the, the question like better, uh, for maybe a junior artist, it's okay. Like you don't know this part of the process. It's fine. I'm going to help you like get better at it. Like we, we are not, we need to get like the best that we can do. But if you don't know something, that's not like a big no for me. You can always yeah. learn. I am there as lead also to, to help my artists get better. That's part of my job. So. Like if somebody is like maybe a bit weaker at on one software, but it's stronger on on uh, on something else. Well, that's great too because he can do some great job. And then when it comes to his weak part, then he's gonna come with me, and I'm gonna help him like get better at it. Yeah, yeah, understood. We've got a follow up question here from Ozge. Um, like curious, what would you suggest to start working in game industry as an artist? I think that's a good question because nowadays the landscape has changed so much. I mean, after COVID and everything, it's just completely different story. I don't know if you agree. Maybe it has not <laughs> yeah. for you. Everything changed. Everything changed. Um, Hello, I... everything changed. Welcome <laughs> to the brand new world. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it was the end of a world because everything changed. <laughs> like, in a way, I, I had a friend who was like always preparing for the end of the world. I don't think that the end of the world that he was thinking about, but in a way it was because uh, as social person, we we went back like years and years back. And it's yeah. it's kind of difficult because I'm a, I'm a, an outgoing person. I like to make artists. Uh, that wasn't the reason I went to Montreal is to meet other character artists. And now I'm confined to my house. <laughs> I can't do anything. Yeah. So that's uh, a bit sad. But with the, the advent of Discords and like all of these chats, it it alleviated the feeling a bit, like having meeting other artists and just like sharing stuff and just all talking like about nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To answer the question, I think the most important thing is to find something you like and you're passionate about and you're you're very curious about. Because uh, at the end of the day, you're gonna do it for a long time, hopefully. And so you have to be able to uh, yourself be interested in what you want for a long time, be it environment, be it rigging, uh, be it um, VFX. Uh, then again, so what? what's the field you want to work in? Do you really and know passionate riggers? What is it? <laughs> riggers? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. There's some guy that's absolutely okay, monstrous, and I think because you know rigging is like it can f- seems boring, but I think it's very interesting. It's a uh, it's like being a mechanic for characters. Yeah. And yeah. when you do monsters and like mechs, there's a lot of yeah. parts that you can move independently, and uh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that might be very fun to do. But at the same time, rigging is so. Uh, not constraining, but at the same time constraining a very rigorous field. Yeah. And at the end, of, and at the same time, that's a good thing because there's not a lot of like super good riggers, no. and no. so everybody's looking for a good rear. Like even VFX, right now, what's hot is being a VFX artist or a tech artist. Like everybody needs tech artist and VFX artist. So okay. you want okay. an easy, easy way into the industry? <laughs> Be a VFX yeah. artist. But it, it's a difficult job at the same time. So just like try to yeah. do what's interesting for you. Stick with it and hopefully it's going to work fine. Yeah. So for you, like, you know, since you've, um, so you've been, you know, like good at getting jobs, like, because you obviously are, you still have a job. <laughs> yes, you have a job. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think it's a totally different skill from freelancing because freelancing, you work with clients. When you're in the job market, you get like a long-term position. So, you know, like, oh, probably yours was like years ago. What, what worked for you uh, just to, you know, like to build up on Oski's question? in terms of like getting the job and uh, was it just like building your portfolio or yeah yeah uh now it's it's very funny because i'm not the other hand because i'm the one doing the interviews and usually i'm looking at the portfolio and if it's like the skill i want then i want an interview with the person and then it's mostly about seeing how me as a person i interact with that person how that person is like communicating it's very funny because I have a list of three questions I have to give, like, like the, the the interviewing person. Can um, you share the questions? <laughs> I have a question that's very funny. That's a complicated question. Okay. Uh, in Substance Painter, because sometimes uh, you you like put a smart max on in Substance Painter, and it's all like it's not working at all. It's not pixelated from everywhere, everywhere. And so there's an issue, a really easy issue to that. Uh, a really easy answer, but you have to look on the internet. And what sometimes I'm looking for is somebody that tell me is gonna look on Google, because you <laughs> there's a lot of people that try to find answer or just give me an answer. And what I want to do is that to know that this person is able to look by themselves for the problem. That's, I love you know, this. <laughs> I absolutely love this. Yeah. And this question helps me like seeing all the person think. You know, because at the end of the day, like, I'm building artists so that they can work by themselves and I'm just managing their time and what they have to do. But they need to be, like, independent. Because at the end of the day, it's a skill, like, they're they're never going to lose. And so you have an issue, the first thing you do is you look on the internet. And then if you don't find it, then you look on some other artists or anything. Because some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask my lead. But sometimes your lead is in, is in a meeting. So what do you do? You stop working for like half an hour, half an hour, or just go and Google yeah. the issue? Wow. Uh, I love that. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it also like uh, shows that the person is honest. Like, OK, if you don't know the answer, I can yeah. just find out. Right? That is something so it's just that like, I'm not going to pretend that I know everything yeah. because it's not possible. None of us do. Yeah, that's that's also something like uh, I I like to see like somebody say I don't know, sorry I don't know. That's that's great. It's great not knowing because that way you're gonna look for it or you're you're being honest. You're not trying to cover up something. And yeah, uh, that's something like also like it's okay to make mistakes. Like even in production, I did mistakes. And the thing is, as with success, you need to own your mistakes. And then okay, I I after there. But I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna like make it so that this mistake, it's all in the past, and everything I did, like, it's just getting better. So yeah, right. mistakes are as as in life. It's a good thing. Yeah, I really like how you know, like you focus on communication because I think really it is very it, like it's an essential skill. So what are the other two questions except the substance uh, being <laughs> uh, I have a, Now I'm uh, curious. Now you're like um, you really made me, let, let me curious about it. No, what's what's your question? I think, I don't think my uh, 
my friend is gonna like that I, I'm spewing out my question, but it's fine. Uh, I mean, one like... question is, I can't oh yes, it's a very complicated question. Uh, we had some issues uh, with some of our normal maps on Necromunda. And um, basically, uh, we had our model in game and the normal map was not behaving like what was yeah. baked. So in substance, it was all fine. And the engine wasn't fine. So what's happening? Oh. Turn, turns out there's a very complicated answer to that. Uh, that, de that depends on Maya, on which software you work with, because each software is computing like uh, vertex normal in its own way. Uh, basically, uh, 3ds Max and Blender, they take like two, two, uh, two plane, and uh, uh -huh. the vertex normal is 45 degrees from it. So it's fine, it's working. So you bake your model with the, a value or normal, a vertex normal for 20, uh, 45 degrees. Mm -hmm. But Maya is not doing that. Maya, it, it actually like, it does the same thing, but then it calculates the size of each plane. So oh. if this plane is bigger than the normal, we slightly go to that plane, adjusting itself. But nothing tells you that Maya, when you import an, an OBJ in Maya, it just rearranged all of the normal for his, solution, his inside solution. So what we have to do is that just find the root of the issue, like what's going on? Okay, so vertices, normal vertices are, are broken up. Why are they broken up? So we get back to the OBJ, say, oh, this is working nicely. And in Maya, it's not working nicely. And we found out like in Maya, you can actually toggle between like having the same way of calculating that other software, but that's not yeah. the default option. The default right. option, the Maya option. Well, when you don't know it, like you import everything in Maya and then it's all broken. <laughs> it was wow. really fun. That, so basically, and, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, another funny thing is uh, Substance Painter, I use sometimes to, like we are working a lot with quad meshes, like everybody else. And then you, you export your quad mesh, you import it in, the, in Substance Painter to bake it and that's all fine, it's working nicely. And then you export your mesh and you import it in Unreal to see how it's working. And it's like, all the normals are broken because <laughs> no, Substance Painter is not triangulating the mesh the same way like Unreal does. So at the end of the day, right. they are not all calculating the same way. So Maya, when you export and tell him to triangulate a mesh, is going to do the same as Unreal, but uh, Substance Painter, when he's baking, he tr uh -huh. he's, he's triangulating the mesh a bit differently. Like sometimes when you have a quad, like if the edge uh -huh. is that way in Substance Painter, maybe it's going to be that way in, uh, in uh, Unreal. Oh my God. And yeah. this tiny change like changes everything. So basically, like you're uh, like from what I can see, you're just like looking for problem solvers and like how people True, tackle yeah. all these different all these different problems and it's how that, they like, it's poor not people as struggle. I'm looking for problem solvers that I need to see how people think in, when they have a problem, but yeah. it's usually when everything's fine, like you don't see like oh some somebody reacts, but when it's a stressful period, you have an issue, you don't know what to do, then like. Everybody, like everybody's behavior is revealed. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deadline situation yes. or the game broken situation. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there is a question from somebody about uh, uh, Maya that I'm just going to pull up. So would rigging in Blender translate to Maya? Um, yeah, like the thought processes for it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not a rigger, but um, I think it, at the end of the day, it's just like terminology and uh, terms and everything that would be changing. But the way you think about rigging and the way you have to build the rig and everything, I think it's mostly going to be the same. I know like uh, Blender has an amazing rigging tool like built inside of it. That's an add-on that's called Rigify. And uh, it it's just amazing. Like you can rig a character like in a, in, in, in a few hours without needing like the, the absolute uh, knowledge of all like IK uh, spline works or IK FK uh, transitioning. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. It's just gonna build you like a really nice rig and then you can use it. That's what I'm using for my characters. I'm just done with rigging from scratch. Right. It's, it's interesting, but it's too complicated for me to spend time on it because every time I, 
I'm, I have to rig a character. I had to relearn how to rig a character. <laughs> so it was okay, like yes, even yes, more time imagine. taken from just the time that I just want to spend is making characters. So uh, yeah, I think yeah. so to answer the question, I think like the the thought process is the same, only the naming changes. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's just, uh, as I said before, like there's a bunch of tools, but in the end you just like need to yeah. understand how they are connected and what tool does what and yeah, in a yeah, way. It's, uh, yeah, it's all about like figuring the tool you have in, in hand and just whichever you want to use. You want to use this wrench or this hammer, like just do it. Uh, at the yeah. end of the day, the end product is the only thing that matters, not how you go there. As artists, it's important, like the journey is important, but in terms of production, the only thing that's important is how you get there, uh, right. what, you, what you get there. How you get there is like irrelevant. Yeah, so the end product, you know, like, let me just pick up on this last sentence. So the end product in terms of production, you mean like the character, how is it like behaving in the game and how it looks like and, uh, like for, and all of this? For us is mostly how it looks like and how it how is working with animation. Like, is it like right. animation friendly or not? And how it looks like, is the shadow reacting well? Does the skin look good? Does the material look good? Uh, what it does inside of the game, like whether it's like a, an NPC or something else, or just it needs to jump when it, like we don't really care about. Uh, mm -hmm. We just yeah, need yeah, to yeah. that the character is what our, our director like imagined, and we need mm -hmm. to like translate it into the game. And then it needs to be compliant to anything that's animation-wise. That's what we do at the retopology stage. But then after that, like. It just like how it looks. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, in terms of like portfolio piece, that's, I guess, like this question is more of like related uh, of the intersection of like personal projects and professional projects and like professional work, I would say. So like, what do you think is the, um, the ideal um, like result or even like, you know, like a mental checklist of your, of a personal project when you're like, okay, I'm done with this. I have to publish it or like, I am ready to publish it. So like, are you looking to make a perfect illustration or um, how do you personally approach the it? The way I do it is usually like, I'm really satisfied with the project and like, yeah, I'm gonna post it. And as soon as I click publish, I immediately ate it. I'm like, I know this is shit. I need to redo one. And that that's good and it's bad at the same time because it's a very like, um, it takes a toll on confidence because anything I do, I'm like, no, I don't like it. Like even, I'm pretty sure that the likeness I'm making right now, I'm gonna like it and then I'm gonna press publish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at it and then, no. <laughs> oh my God, this is, this is the best. This is the best, <laughs> that yes. Is the worst. Because I can be satisfied. <laughs> now, there's some few pieces I'm really satisfied in, but I, can, I see the mistake. It's very funny because you're working on something and you feel like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. But you see all the issues every time you take a screenshot and post it somewhere. Because for some reason, you see it as, with the lens of somebody that's not working on it, but somebody that's just looking at it. And uh, yeah, like, uh, for the, it's very really funny, like for the likeness workshop we're doing, like I'm really satisfied. I take the screenshot, I post it on the forum. Like, oh, there's so much mistake in it <laughs> that I didn't. <laughs> Good. And like, like everybody is going to go, yeah, you know that you can like change that. I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw it when I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's good to post you say like otherwise yeah. you would be just like forever satisfied yeah yeah it's good not to be satisfied and at, at one point it's good to know like it can't be perfect uh it's it, it will never be perfect uh, you have to finish it like even if you don't like yeah, it saying hi just do it <laughs> change something because at the end of the day like staying too long on something might like break you i know that's that's something I can't do. I like spend too much time on something because at one point I'm going to be bored and I want to do something else because like this piece of artwork seems interesting. I'm going to do it. Or, oh, I want to try that, but I can't do it on my character. And then I'm going to be like, and then I'm going to be like frustrated. And I have a really hard time like doing like several pieces at the same time. I'm usually more like focusing like, okay, I'm finishing that and now I'm going to do the other one and now I'm going to do the other one. I can't do like, 12 at the same time. Some people can, but I, I, I really can't. 
Yeah, yeah. And there is also the question actually like about uh, the best workflow you learned over the years and uh, like a few tips on that. I don't know how you can answer that. So what's That's, the best workflow uh, you learned over the years? It really depends because there's workflow and workflow. That, there's a workflow that you're going to use uh, in your company that the workflow like you're going to design or like you're going to follow because that's that's the workflow that's going to work best for x type of project and then there's the workflow that you create for yourself and i think that that's coming like uh after like doing characters and doing characters and like making mistakes and like hating your characters and <laughs> uh finding uh you know the way the way I work my characters is just very much my own, and uh, right. I think that's something that I've put into like the workflow that I'm using at work now because I'm designing like the the, the pipeline. Yeah. But maybe it's not the right one. And what I said to my artist, like you you can be a junior, you can be a senior, just come to me if you find something that's better. Because at the end of the day, like yeah, sure I'm the lead, but I'm not like omniscient and. Uh, Maybe I did some mis mistake here and there. And maybe you can come up with like some great idea that I would not have seen because like I'm too much into my own workflow. And then you're gonna say to me like, "Oh, you could do that." I'm like, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> we need to put it in." <laughs> so you would say There's like it's really just about testing. So like trying different things and just staying, seeing what sticks. Yes. See what what you like. Uh, see what works better for you. Some people like. We've seen it like I'm gonna I'm gonna go again like with the likeness, but it, it's uh, the same way we did. Like Marlon taught us like a good way of doing something, but then our other instructor Farid taught us another way, and they both like both works very great, both different type of workload, and both like one prefer the other, one prefer one, and the other prefer mm -hmm. the other, and it's fine because the result at the end is the same. Yeah. Uh, as far as tips that I can give to aspiring artists or new artists is um, something that I realized recently, but I think it's very important that whatever you do, it's not a race. I know the industry is pushing us to be better sooner, quicker, because there's a lot of competition, but it's not a race, it's a marathon. That you don't have to be the best now and then in two years stop working on it because you you're burnt out you want to do it for your life so like time yourself if you want to take a break do take a break do, do. you can feel guilty i would feel i feel guilty when i take a long break or when i play game because i want to work on characters but sometimes at the end of the day like i have a day job i work for eight hours a day and then i i come back home <laughs> I, have to, I have to take care of my kids. I move, I move from one side yeah, of the desk from to one piece to the other. But you know, uh, <laughs> you you come back home, and then you have you may have some family. You spend time with your family, and that's very important. Uh, it's all about like your mental state. Spend time with your family. Spend time with your kids. And then at the end of the day, like my kids get to sleep. I spend some time with my with my wife, and it's like ten thirty. It's eleven, and it's very hard to start something and to get like to my computers to 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 do like maybe your characters because it takes like uh it takes a lot of uh energy to start when you start that's great like you can do it like maybe for the whole night but if you can't start don't feel guilty about not being yeah. able to start because that's very difficult and at the end of the day observation uh, yourself feeling good about yourself and feeling refreshed is as important as like training and training and training it's a bit like over time like other time is very like counterintuitive because you do a lot of things and you spend more time to finish like something. But at the end of the day, you're very tired the next day and the next day you're less efficient in your task. So whatever time you get, you gain by staying late, you're losing because you are not being able to focus much on your task. I think this is so relatable. I'm like, you know, 100% with you on that. Every time I try to like, um push a little harder uh next day it all comes back like, yeah 100 <laughs> it's like i mean and it's not like working with a hangover it's like <laughs> no it's uh, it's just like hungover from work you know uh, it's it's really funny it, it it took me a long time to uh, uh i think what's important for people is starting finding your weaknesses like 
that uh, that was a question like during interview like what are your weaknesses and everybody was like oh, i'm so perfectionist uh, yeah yeah or oh, no. i'm just like too hard working yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so no yeah i think like thinking about your real like weaknesses like for me i know like if i do not sleep enough i might be prone to anger or to like lose my temper a lot more or to like maybe be too harsh and at one point you you can say like yeah well but that fine you like you can pull through but i've seen it like me acting that way with my kid like being angry for nothing just because i stayed late work late just you know to get that extra life and maybe like doing that extra work is not worth like the feeling of like guilt you have like feeling angry over someone that did nothing just you you were annoyed because you were tired so yeah. sleep most important thing then food <laughs> <laughs> okay actually we have a question about that like how do you balance personal work and work work um how do you find that uh, do you find sorry that one kills motivation for the other or have you found a way to keep energy after work i think you partially answered yeah. but you know like um before before having kids <laughs> i really have much energy after work no after kids be different <laughs> big different it, it's uh, having kids is really like energy consuming because they have so much energy like they are well, taking yours and uh, like everybody yeah. that have kids can relate to it uh, oh God, but at the end yeah. of the day it's finding something interesting and that's why like my portfolio is a bit of mix of everything because i'm working like uh, uh, what motivates me finding interesting things i need to like work on something that's interesting to me and maybe it's not interesting to anyone but as long as it's not interesting to me i can keep working on it and sometime i would just like yeah say uh, okay I'm, i put the kid to sleep and it's like nine and i'm gonna start like working the other thing actually is starting when you start it's all good like i start at nine and then i pull like my pen and it's like 1 a.m and like because <laughs> i know i get to wake up in the morning because kids wake me up i don't have the choice uh but at the end of the day yeah um motivation is there but the energy sometimes is not and i think that's okay because um yeah that's uh yeah energy vampires exactly. yeah peter says yes so <laughs> that's so true yeah yeah relatable relatable and sometimes well, it's like yeah. it's like it's it's uh 12 a.m and i'm like yeah i have the mo i have i'm starting i open the brush and i'm thinking about tomorrow like no i'm gonna be tired and if i'm tired i'm gonna be like x or y i'm gonna be that way and just like closing the zbrush and i'm it's a bit sad in a way but it's, it's important like mentally and physically to just be able yeah. to say no sometime and even though it's my passion um my life is also important personal life is also important and uh, I could live without art, but I don't think I could live without my family. So at the end of the day, that's a choice you make. Yeah, absolutely. I really love that actually. Like, you know, like I think it's really great that you're saying this because uh, I don't want to be the pessimistic uh, <laughs> like one on the, you know, on the show, but uh, from time to time that actually hits me. I don't know about you guys, everybody who is listening, but uh, I see stories from time to time of different artists or like you know had really really like uh dark periods in their life and it obviously not only affects korea it affects everything it affects you and yeah. i don't want to mention you know anyone personally but there's been a lot of stories that really blew up in the industry like how you know like it ended up really tragically and i think you know we all have to be aware that uh, although it's our passion we have to like take care of ourselves so yeah. It's very very important not to overwork yourself into something where you don't want to be yeah uh the sure. pressure the the pressure of the industry and maybe like having so much good artists out there is uh is also like difficult because we see like all of these artworks and i know like i've been using facebook as the like a hub for everything that's art related i don't put much put much like personal stuff on facebook but i reach out to other artists and put my art on facebook and I'm using it as a tool to get to know more artists and see more art. But at the end, sometimes there's so much like good art. It's, I'm like, I feel that I need to go and get to work. But when you, you're pressured to do, 
Jesus, Marlon. At the end of the day, like the pressure that forcing you to do something is not healthy. You need to do it because you want to. And maybe, you know, right now I'm working as a lead character artist and that's great. And maybe like in two, three years, I'm not going to find any job to do. And maybe that's fine. I'm going to do something else because at the end of the day, I want to make character a bit for myself of a company. Uh, it's just like, you are, it's, it's very corny, but you have to find yourself. Like, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for money? Are you doing for yourself? And there's a lot of questions and any answer is good. Like it's good to do it for money. It's fine. Just find the answer that's suitable for you that will give you like, okay, this is my motivation. I'm doing it for that. I'm doing it like to be recognized or to be in a museum. And then you work toward that goal. Give yourself goals, tiny goals, big goals, and then let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so non-art hobbies and non-work relationships are so important. Thank you, Peter, for the comment. Really love that. Agree, agree. Yeah. And Ugo, I'm just going to say that we've got a little tradition here on the podcast. And sure. uh, um, we've got a tiny questionnaire. It's not so tiny, but you're allowed a tiny answer to <laughs> each one of the 10 questions. So, like, keep it under one phrase. Great. You understand what is, like, one phrase? <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, I don't like think so. Words. I can try. I told you. Five I told words. you. I'm very chatty. I, I that's was... that's fine. You know, like that is that is okay. Somebody's finally there's one person that talks more than me. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so I'm ready when you are. I'm gonna shoot you ten questions. Good. Um, what's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home? Uh embrace it. <laughs> embrace distraction that is not helpful but anyway let's keep going <laughs> what's your favorite tradition or holiday uh christmas awesome uh what's your favorite way to get in some exercise uh playing with my kids <laughs> that is yes true <laughs> uh what's your most used emoji um smiley face <laughs> like very smiley like uh, both both smiley okay. face like <laughs> okay okay i got it yes <laughs> makes sense of course uh what's your source of inspiration um other artists um what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given it's gonna be okay mm -hmm. uh how do you celebrate little victories I used to say drinking, but uh, now I'm, uh, I don't know, celebrating, eating a cake, take, take out food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could see one movie again for the first time, which one would you watch? Um, Rafany, can I have like more than three words mm -hmm. <laughs> for this one? I would say like Interstellar, but I watched it again now that I have kids and it was too difficult. That's very intense when you have kids. Uh, so which movie could I watch? I don't know. <laughs> I, w I could tell you about video games, but movie that's a bit different. Tell me a video game. Yeah, video game. That would be Grandia. Uh, cool. PS1 RPG gave me that mm -hmm. the will of working in video games. Or, you know, that's part of... Sorry, I'm a bit over like... Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but I think that's interesting for people like... When I started like working in video game, I wanted people to be able to dream the way I dreamt when I uh, played this game. Like you, you feel like in in a trance. You're like like dreaming all of these universes, and that's one of my big goals as an artist. I would like to work on a game that will make people dream the way I dreamt when I was a kid. Wow, I love that. End goal. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and uh, finally. What's your backup career? I don't know. Maybe a mechanic or a baker because I love to to cook. I love to make bread, and uh, I'm very interested in fixing cars. So I don't know. Wow, that was <laughs> amazing! Thank you, Hugo. So Thanks. you know, as I'm wrapping this up, uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you? 
come and like add me on Facebook. Uh, usually what I do is like I'm looking like if uh, if it's an artist that's adding me or if it's a random person. But mostly like every artist that adds me on Facebook, I would like accept them. And then you, yeah, or mail me if you have an important question. But yeah, yeah, Facebook or Messenger, it's really for me to reach out. I know a lot of people are jumping out of Facebook, but I'm using it as a almost a professional tool. So yeah, you can join me like on ArtStation, a bit harder for me to answer because sometimes I forget. Uh, but my mail and my uh, LinkedIn sometimes too, but I forget like, like ArtStation. I just pulled up your your full name and your most yeah, commonly great. used nickname. So this is uh, uh, this be has been Ugo Senna. Thank you so much, Ugo, for thanks. joining. Thanks for I think me. this has been amazing. And thanks for everyone to listening for listening. My name is Maria JD. This was episode fifty of Art Heroes podcast. Can't believe that it's been like so many. And uh, Ugo, it's just like almost a celebration episode <laughs> and the first and the great. first episode we're doing live so really appreciate everyone coming on the show like thank you guys give Thanks. us a little like so that i know that you're here and so that we have a little bit more energy to keep going because you know like it's uh, it's some work not like yeah. Ugo is a lot of work no yeah i, I am a lot of work i, no, I know, no. I know no, you're not no. yes but uh yeah so uh thanks everyone again and uh, i'm gonna see you here in about a week time let's play a jingle ciao Ugo. see ya guys thanks for listening all the way until the end and here's a little goodie go check out show notes because we published a little mini course and materials for hair eyes and skin to help you get started with characters or push your characters to the next level thanks for listening again and i'll see you right here next week thanks for listening to art heroes podcast Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration, and keep up the great work, hero!